Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Ramblings from Nowhere in 2020. And I am still afflicted with a terrible cold that will never leave me. So I apologize in advance for any hacking or wheezing or sniffling or sneezing that I have happening. Because uh, this cold's never going to leave me, Clay. It's terrible. I think you're, like, worse than somebody that's been afflicted with a disease in the Bible. Dude, Old I'm, Testament, even. I'm telling you, dude, I've had this thing since... When was it I got... I was so down that we... You, well, you know, it's been, like... I don't know. It feels like it's every other week now. Uh, since November. I know it's yo, been man, since uh, November. Yo, man, I, my foot fell off. <laughs> Waiting to get that extra foot in the mail from Amazon to, you know... I just kind of... Without a foot. I just kind of hope it's, like, on uh, the episode of Friends where Phoebe caught a cold and her singing her voice become like this sexy Phoebe voice and she was singing smelly cat all sexy and stuff I hope that I can't relate because I don't watch terrible TV well, shows that's alright uh, it's great but, but you should be happy because it's now off Netflix uh, and completely off streaming until May now listen I don't like the show but at the same time I'm not all about you know other people being sad and upset, you know, on purpose, just because they can't have access to a <laughs> shitty show. So, already um, dropping one on uh, the Well, you know, I'm glad that you're not dead at least. But I mean, I've been dealing with gout for the past week and a half, and gout is just, gosh, terrible. It always happens in my foot. I had people. Those were like the first times I realized, man, was when I stayed the night at your house. I woke up in the middle of the night with like this pain. I didn't know what was going on. I thought I broke my foot because I dropped one of my Jeep doors on my. You, on foot and, you and my, in the middle of the night at your house and God ugh. you and my dad were are the only people were or however you want to say that it's um, like a brotherhood you find that out someone else gout, gout like in the foot all the time my dad <laughs> used to all the time the doctor told him the first time he ever got gout the doctor told him it's because of uh, uh, he's eating too much bologna and so on and so forth and <laughs> So what does he do? He goes home and eats a giant bologna sandwich and just keeps going. And then complains about the gout, you know, until it finally leaves. But I'm like, Dad, stop eating the bologna and you'll be okay. He's like, ah, ah, ah. and I'm like, all right, whatever. whatever. I don't know what got me because I've been, my diet hasn't been too crazy. I've not been drinking a lot of beer. You know, I cut down on that as part of my pre-2020 resolution. I mean, I started at the beginning of December and like just to cut down on beer intake <laughs> and also to quit smoking. I've do, been like what, 30, 34 days without a cigarette. So. Do, do you think that the gout was brought on because of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker? I just no, never thought about that. Because my work, work had Christmas lunch and I had a, you can't resist that when, you know, work is like, get whatever you want. You get whatever you want. I got the steak I got the lobster, and that's a big no-no. Shellfish and red meat. <laughs> so that's pretty much what said. And gout. It's in gout. That's well, it's like, it. you know, I had what my boss had, and the thing is I didn't realize, I mean, I just didn't put, he also got lobster mashed potatoes, and it was lobster <laughs> overload. It was more or less just like this frothy soup, barely with any mashed potato. It was delicious. So, But I wasn't even thinking about gout, because I only get like an attack once a year. It's usually during the summer. And gosh, I don't know. All right. Well, I was just wondering because you know, I didn't know if Star Wars gave you gout because I think it almost gave me gout. I've slowly gotten angrier and angrier at the movie, but that's all right. 
I don't know if I'm angry about the movie. I've seen it three times now, and it, you know, the the finale really pulls on your heartstrings. I mean, yeah, it pulls I agree. All, I agree. all that feel good. Hey, you know, the Jedi were with you, Ray. Everybody just giving their shout outs. Um, that never fails to impress me. But <laughs> the whole trilogy is just a mess. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of people being like, we need 45 years to, to top the continuity. This doesn't feel much like a, the, the end of a Skywalker saga at all. No. It just feels like three different movies that are just... Kind of mm. pieced together. I enjoy it because it's in the yeah. Star Wars universe. But as a whole, no. I, at this point, I really feel like I like the prequel trilogy better. <laughs> Ooh, I, can't, I can't say that. I did go back and watch... Uh, Episode three the other day, because um, I hadn't watched it in a while, and uh, I still dig it. It's got some bad, you know, dialogue, which is uh, part and parcel when you're talking about those prequels. But um, I really like three, and uh, I think uh, Jeremy Barker had posted on the uh, group page today. Actually, right after I saw it, he posted it on there um, about how the higher ground line came to be and stuff. I won't give it away here. You should go I have the higher so, ground, Anakin. Yeah. So, but I like that movie. It has some problems, but it's not yeah. nearly as bad as two or one. John Boyega on Twitter, like, pissing on I guess Twitter, he's on Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. pissing off all these yeah. fan... So the fan people, I didn't know this, but I guess there's a... A group, a gang of people that prefer the whole, they call them Raylo, because they wanted Ray and Kylo to, <laughs> Kylo be, to be together. Right. And then there's a another faction. Subset these that, are the yeah. people, these people want Finn and uh, Poe to be together. <laughs> and I think John's whole thing, I don't know, he was pissing people off. Yeah. He was saying something about laying pop to Ray or something. Yeah. I was like, cause since... Since Kylo's gone, he was just obviously saying that stuff to piss yeah, them off. Just, yeah, yeah, just it, troll man, on him. He's trolling on the trolls. It was pretty good. Trolling on the trolls. It just, dude, it just seemed really sad. I, it was like West Side Story for dummies. Yeah. So it, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> that, that was funny. Um, well, talking Star Wars for just real quick. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Josh and Jonathan for joining us last uh, or two weeks ago. And uh, talking some Star Wars with us. That was a good time. Um, we're going to try to have some more guests on here and there. Uh, probably have some guests on Clay when, uh, here in a few weeks whenever I have a couple twins come into this world. So uh, we were talking, I was talking with Josh about that earlier today. So I don't know what we're going to do yet because, uh, you know, you and me have been talking some plans and. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but uh, we've been talking some plans, and then I've been thinking about this one, and like, then I've been trying to get a twins room together, and I'm like, man, where did you find time for all this? So we'll see how everything goes, though. Should be interesting. But I just want to talk about the other mysterious podcast that we're thinking about. Yeah, and that's all we're going to say. So yeah, uh, we're kind of baking one right now that we're uh, hoping to launch at some point or another. Uh, we'll see. We'll just leave it at that. But, uh, uh, Clay, but go ahead. I was going to say all this Star Wars talk as well has got me wanting to go back and read the extended universe, like the old extended universe, because I didn't read a lot of those books since I was a kid. 
And so I'll be at my mom's this week. I gotta go fly out. By the way, um, I'll be in next Wednesday. I think I'll be back in Wednesday night, so it won't affect it. But I'll be in Phoenix uh, this Sunday to like Wednesday during the you day. See, you should go see Glenn while you're there. He's in Arizona, if I remember right. Is he? In, I don't know if he's in the Phoenix area. I don't know. You should reach out to him and see. Glenn. Yeah, I won't have any time, man. I'll be. Sorry, Glenn, but I think I'll be too busy having to look at. He just doesn't want to hang out with you, Glenn. It's all right. <laughs> It's work. I don't even get you to have my boss. But, uh, yeah, we're going out to Phoenix for work stuff. But I'm stopping by my mom. <coughs> and I'm going to be going looking through my old uh, Star Wars books. Guys, like I said, I haven't read a lot of those. And of course, we've talked about them. We've mentioned them several times, how it's always been like a flavor of the month when it comes to which evil Sith person has come back or which... Imperial Remnant officer is trying to get you know a new mm-hmm. faction together to take on the New Republic, whatever. But there's there's still some charm to it though. It's how campy it was. I felt like Luke Skywalker's a just terrible at romance in those books. <laughs> oh yeah, just terrible. Fell in love with the computer, pretty much. Yeah, and like Phoenix fell in love with that cell phone. Uh, and and he just had just really bad selections in women. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to do that. I got uh, my Marvel Limited subscription going, so I've been reading the old Star Wars comics. It's, It'll be fun. I realized uh, before we get ready to record tonight, Clay, it's been a long time since we've really sat down and talked because we did the Star Wars episode, and then we did not do a Christmas episode because I just didn't have it in me. I was hung. I had Christmas hangover, and uh and then this is the first one, so it's been a while. We have not talked about quite a bit of stuff that we've been meaning to. I know people are worried about what we thought of the end of uh, Watchmen, for one thing. So uh, That was phenomenal. It, it actually stuck the landing, and yeah, it was such a great show. I'm going to miss it so much, I, and I hope they don't do another season. I would I prefer, prefer they don't. Yeah, it would be hard to continue. I like the way they left it, the cliffhanger they left it on uh, to make you think, uh, you know, about um, Angela and where she's at at the end of that. I just had no idea that that's where we're going to end up. You know, when you watch the first episode, excuse me, the first episode of something, and then you go back, or then you're, you know, boom, you're at the final episode of the series or something. You're just like, wow, you've come a long way. But this is just, what, nine episodes? Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that they packed so much. I, I feel like it could have gone a couple more episodes to let uh, maybe things breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, But definitely one of my top shows of the year. Definitely one of my favorites after the disappointing Game of Thrones season. Yeah. I thought they uh, wrapped everything up nicely. Uh like I said, that cliffhanger at the end of it. Uh, I don't know if you really call uh, Yeah, I guess you call it a cliffhanger. I'm with you, though. I hope they do not do another season, which uh, I don't know if they will or not. I think it was – it did okay ratings-wise, but I don't think it was a uh, you know, Game of Thrones, you know, type of ratings uh, monster. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of hard to just to have – just a regular person that's really never been experienced, or excuse me, been exposed to Watchmen, just to try to watch it. You know, I, I'm not even recommending to a lot of my friends who love watching TV shows like yeah. Good Cinema, whatever. Um, not Good Cinema, excuse me. It's just anything that's uh, that's just a good TV show. Uh, I, you I don't know, recommend it to them. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, pretty. 
I think it's pretty accessible. Uh, you know, if you're if you've never watched Watchmen, I've uh, or read the Watchmen graphic novel or watched the movie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I've read a few reviews uh, where people have uh, brought in their significant other and uh, they had not, you know, had any exposure to Watchmen, and then this was their first, and they. Complete, you know, they just really enjoyed it just as a standalone thing on its own because you know it gives you enough backstory. I think over the nine episodes that you don't you're you're not walking into it completely lost. I mean, it's nice to have you know to have uh, have that knowledge of what happened previously and be able to catch all those little Easter eggs and stuff. But right. at the same time, I think if you're just going into it uh, fresh you won't have that hard a time enjoying it. Man, so another TV show I told you about, one of my lady friends got me on this, it's that You show, which it's just called You, yes. Y-O-U, on and Netflix. Did you try to watch any of that? I was going to, and I have not gotten a chance to. So pretty much, I'm not going to, just. I'm just going to kind of give the gist of it. It's, this dude falls in love with this chick, and you think it's going to be like a nice little rom-com <laughs> romantic comedy type deal no he ends up being a very big creeper like before he even ever talks to her he, he just talks to her one time when he's at work and after that he just stalks her at her house stalks her when she's out and about with her friends sneaks into her house ends up taking her phone and but she ends up seeing him again meeting and he knows all this background on her so they end up kind of in a relationship but man, things get dark. Like her ex-boyfriend, and he ends up <coughs> kidnapping him. And so um, that's all I'm going to say right now. After that, it gets it's it's out of this world. I've heard it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. I've talked with some of my friends about this. Is like I've never once rooted for the creeper to want to be happy with the girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so messed up. It's like rooting for Hitler in anything. Yeah. It's like what well, feels so dirty. But yeah, definitely watch it. I'm uh, about two episodes away from in uh, the first season. There's a second season that's just released, and um, yeah, I got a chance to watch one episode of The Witcher, which I guess a lot of people are really loving it. Yeah, it's uh, it took over uh, streaming, uh, the most streaming, uh, most streams, I guess you'd call it. I saw from something i can't remember what it was before that but anyway i watched half the first episode and fell asleep as usual so i've been trying to get back to watching it and i haven't had a chance to what do you think of that first episode i I enjoyed it i thought henry cavill was great Mm -hmm. as uh geralt yeah i mean i've got i've played some of for witcher 2 and and some of witcher 3 the video games i've never read any of the books but he really, I think, he kills it, and a lot of people seem to like. Everybody him as well. seems to say he does a really good job in it, and he's really poured himself into this as well. Supposedly, he, he's a big gamer; he's played yeah. the games and loves them. Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to him for really putting himself into that. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are looking for that next big thing, and I think the, I think it might be The Witcher. Uh, so. Probably, um, it's the only thing I can think of right now, other than uh, for me personally. The new season, the new season of uh, Lost in Space, dropped uh, this week too. I need to finish the first season. I don't um, know why. It, it, it first I really liked it. I really liked the first season. I haven't had a chance to sit down with the second one yet. 
but uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, right now there's not a lot out there to watch, really, when you think about it. Uh, not new content. I mean, there's plenty of content out there, but just nothing new. How about the uh, Mandalorian? We're going to talk about the Mandalorian. <coughs> yep, I was about to get to it in between me coughing Sorry. my head off. You're all right. So what do you think that last episode? Man, it's so good. Yeah. And as a whole, I really do like the series. Like, besides those two episodes where it just kind of, like, was just filler. Yeah. Uh, keep up with the mystery. You can I mean, really... I, you, you can I was re- disappointed that it wasn't Obi-Wan, like, some kind of fanboy online, you know, getting his yeah. ups up for nothing. That it wasn't Obi-Wan that saved him. Um, but some things that were cool in that episode definitely were the Death Watch patches that he was seeing him saved by the Death Watch. The Dark Saber, we got to see it at the end. That Dark Saber was cool, man. Yeah. I was like, wow, I can't believe that. I'd love that. So the, the cool thing is, cartoon. the cool thing is, I've uh, first of all, how much influence. I know it's John Favreau's show, but you can really see Dave Filoni. Uh, I think his name. Uh, you can see his influence, you know, from the Clone Wars and. Uh, well, Rebels. they talk to Watiti's direction though on that episode. It's good, so but what I was saying, what I'm, what I was getting at though, is I'm watching, I'm watching the Clone Wars right now, and I'm on season three, and Ooh, so it just, okay, it great. just so happened that the same time this was going on, so I watched the Mandalorian this last episode, and I saw the dark saber. I knew what it was. I hadn't seen the episodes yet that introduced it or anything, but. I have now because you know those all rolled in on there, so it's kind of neat getting to see that backstory yeah. for that. Because I had I know the backstory, but I hadn't seen the backstory. But uh, it's neat. I, I'm really digging the show. I mean, just overall, we've said it a hundred times. The show is just pretty, pretty much the best thing going for me in Star Wars right now. But uh, I really like that. I like the little shout out to. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker with the Force Healing stuff uh, mm-hmm. that was going on in there, too, among a, a hundred other things. Uh, Takia Watiti's direction, like you said, is spot on. I hope he comes back and directs more. I just wish they would give the reins to these directors for, like, a lot of their big stuff in the movies. <laughs> I, I don't want J.J. Abrams to ever direct a Star Wars movie ever again. I don't think he will. I don't think he wants to either, uh, but I'm with you. Uh, they've had some great directors on this one. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I can't remember which one it is. One of the you know one of the directors is the showrunner for the Obi One. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember her name right now. I don't have it right in front of me, but um, I'm really excited to see where they're going to go with that one too. Um, you know, I made fun of you about that whole Clone Wars. Um, wanting to go back and watch the prequels because of it. Uh, I found myself uh, coming a hair watching episode two the other night, and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. No, I refuse to. I'm a really big fan of the so, clone soldiers. So they're yeah, just so cool. Yeah. I, I, the Clone Wars, episode two, should have been that's, uh, that series. You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah. the Clone Wars, the Attack of the Clones should have been. And that, yeah. Uh, but it's just pretty. It's uh, I'm really digging it. We we really are. I mean, even with my uh, my 
dislike of some things in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we're in a good time in the, if you're a Star Wars fan. I think I don't know. Maybe right. it's just maybe it's just the Mandalorian, and it's hitting those nostalgia buttons for me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yep. there's just it, it's really nice time. So we've got those two. Um, the Mandalorian will actually be back. I think they said in the fall of this year, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, it's still weird to me that it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Uh, anything else you've been up to, Clay, that you want to mention? Uh, you know, um, it's been Christmas went great. I hope you had a good Christmas. Uh, <coughs> got to hang out with my grandmother and stuff like that, which is nice. Um, I bought a bunch of games that were on sale. I did finally break down and get uh, Star. I guess this is going to be my last mention of a Star Wars because uh, we've been talking about that so much to, uh, already. Um, but I did get uh, Fallen Order, and I'm very indifferent about it. I like it. It's a beautiful looking game. Uh, it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's you can't go wrong. It's fun, but some of the level design, some of the things that. And it just feels too cookie cutter. Uh, me and Jesse were talking about this. It just feels too by the numbers. Because, uh-huh. I mean, of course, they're borrowing from a lot of different series. And, and I get that. Um, I don't know, man. It. I like it. Uh, uh, but at the same time, I find myself kind of getting a little bored with it. Well, maybe. like I said, I, I made it off the uh, first planet. And I haven't had a chance to go back to it. <coughs> Excuse me, because another game has taken over my life, but uh, I'll get to it here in a minute. Uh, but I like it. I think it, I'm with you. I think it looks really good. It's a really good looking game. Uh, you got all this Star Wars lore, but the thing is, though, it, it it really. I mean, I love searching for stuff. I love that, and I like the rewards you get for it. The rewards in this are not good. I don't care about your well, poncho. The, the well, the thing is, his poncho. Uh, yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't mind customiza- customization of what you wear and stuff like that. The thing is, I just the customization is just really black. Well, listen, if you like searching for stuff and getting collectibles and getting rewards from it, I've got something for you. Because, like I told you, I went out after Christmas and bought the PS4 bundle that had um, Last of Us Remastered, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and God of War 4 in it, which are all games I've wanted to play. But I went ahead and bought Spider-Man as well. Mm-hmm. And man, that Spider-Man game has taking over my life. And they've got all kinds of different Spider-Man oh, suits. I unlocked, right? there's, I, I'm not even, I'm, I think I'm about 6% done, and I've unlocked like eight different costumes, I think. Now, some of those may have been from where I bought the, you know, the super special edition that has all the DLC and blah, blah, blah in it. But uh, there's some really cool costumes and stuff in there. But, I mean, the story is really good. Uh, the, of course, the swinging, in, which is, you know, what you must have when you're doing a uh, Spider-Man game. you got to be able to do some good web slinging, and it's awesome. Uh, the fighting's really good. It kind of reminds me, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of that uh, Batman uh, feel to it, but, like, with your Spidey the sense Arkham and stuff. Yeah, the Arkham Asylum uh, stuff, but... With your web slinging and your spider sense and all this, there's all kinds of ways you can evade and all that stuff. Uh, it's right. just a really good game. Um, and I'll say this. I've always been uh, not the biggest fan of a PS, a PlayStation controller. 
But man, this PlayStation 4 controller is probably the best feeling PlayStation controller that I've uh, used. I am. Oh. I'm always. A, I'll always be a Xbox controller person. I, I just like the way the analog sticks are set up on that. Instead, you know, instead of having them, both of them down on the low side. Right. But for what it is. Um, it feels really good. I don't know if I would like it as much for, say, a first-person shooter type of thing. Uh, but, like, for this, it feels really good. The the controller itself, I realize that we're talking about a system that's about to uh, be replaced. But, you know, whatever. Uh, the controller's got some good weight to it. And that little trackpad thing on it's kind of neat that they got. And the microphone thing is pretty cool. Uh, I'm pretty impressed, really. I mean, I'm... I do this all the time. At the end of a game cycle, I usually end up purchasing a PlayStation, at least for a little bit. And I'm pretty pleased. My wife was like, why are you buying that? You'll never play it. You'll trade it in. Uh, I don't think I'm going to this time, though. I really dig some of these games that I didn't get to play. So uh, we'll see You can see always let me borrow it, too. Great. Thanks, Jason. Yeah. You know. Or if we can just... <laughs> You know, we get together and play games too, which we do every once in a while. That's true. Like old school. Uh, other than that, though, <coughs> last night, uh, last night we uh, got together. My family did, as we always do on New Year's, when I'm not at a old Crow Medicine show New Year's concert, and we all got together and played some board games and brought in the New Year because we're wild like that. But I just wanted to bring up a couple of them because I uh, had not played them before and really enjoyed them. The first one is The Chameleon. And it's a game, Clay, kind of like Secret Hitler or the Hell Hydra, where uh, you can have up to eight players and one of them is the chameleon. And then everybody else has to figure out who the chameleon is. You know what I'm saying, that kind of thing. Yeah. <coughs> but the neat thing about this is. Everybody gets dealt, dealt a card, and the card will have a grid on it, and one of the cards will say, you're the chameleon. Well, you roll these, you roll a six-sided dice and a eight-sided dice, and that'll give you a number on the grid if you're not the chameleon. And in the middle of the table, you turn over a topic card, which can be, uh, for instance, one of them was movie genres. So you'll match up on your grid what which one it is so like ours was musicals okay so then from there you start with whoever dealt and each person goes around and says one word that has to do with musicals but you don't want to get it too far off base or too close because if you're the chameleon then you can figure out what it is because you don't know what the topic is so, right. then everybody goes around and does that, and then after that, everybody has to decide who the chameleon is, and that's when the fun starts, because then, you know, everybody's pointing fingers and blaming and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And then after that, if you do guess the chameleon, they get a chance to guess the topic, and if they do, they get some points, and so on and so forth. Now, it's a fun game. We got into a pretty good couple of arguments in there, you know, just fun arguments, but... The worst part is not a family anymore. Yeah, the worst part is though, if your dealer, say you're the dealer and you deal yourself a card and you get you're the chameleon, well, you have to 
start that round, so you have no idea what the topic is, and you don't have anything to work off work off of that anybody else has said. So you have to try to figure out a way, you know, something broad that can kind of fit in whatever the topic is. It's a pretty neat game. So we did that one, and then I finally got to play the Blockbuster game, which is just a movie game that's uh, pretty fun too. Uh, basically, all you're doing is you're t- it's two teams and You'll have like a head-to-head round, kind of family feud style. You've got a buzzer in the center. You flip a card over, and it'll give you a topic, like uh, uh, movies that have races in them. And so first one hit the buzzer, says it, and then, so, of course, first thing you're going to say is Days of Thunder. I mean, obviously. So, you know, you'll hit it and say that, and then the next person has a chance after that to, to you, you keep that going back and forth until somebody runs out of yeah ideas and then from there you go into the each round and you pick whoever won gets to pick six cards and there's all different movie uh, genres uh, you pick the three easiest and keep them for yourself and give the three hardest to the other team and then you take turns going so like on the three movies you can either you have to do one word a quote or act it out so uh, it's pretty self-explanatory from there and then you can steal and stuff. Uh, it's a neat game. I ain't going to go any further into it. But uh, both of them were fun party games, which is what I like to do. And, you know, you get together with family, just fun, easy stuff that everybody can just learn real quick, pick up and play. So that's about it for me, though, Clay. Anything else you've been, you want to bring up? I picked up the new Call of Duty. I haven't I played ah. the campaign. It's a beautiful-looking game. I haven't played multiplayer yet. I don't know if I'm ready <laughs> to get back into Call of Duty because... Once I'm in, I, I, I've heard it's you won't the hear best. From me. I've heard it's the best uh, Call of Duty in quite a while. Uh, it's it definitely. I mean, the campaign is really neat. Really uh, cool. Speaking so. of which, we're still playing quite a bit of the uh, Star Wars Battlefronts too. Um, mm-hmm. I really dig the uh, the new co-op that they added. That's from the uh, sequel trilogy, I guess. Yeah. It's original prequel and then sequel, I guess. That's what we'll go mm-hmm. with. Uh, I, I like it. I think it's neat. I do not like defending as much as I do attacking because basically on defending, uh, almost every time you're just basically getting pushed back to the final one and then hoping you can defend there. But mm-hmm. um, I think we're both in agreement. Uh, Captain Phasma is probably my favorite character in that on that whole co-op thing because I had not used her until... They put that put this out, and I have a blast using her. I think the thing with a lot of the heroes in that game is you just need to sit down and take the time and look at what their powers what do. What they can do, yeah. Because I'm actually liking General Grievous now. Um, at first I was like, man, Grievous, terrible garbage. Man, I sat down and played it with him and, you know, looked at his at his stats and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, okay, okay, I know how I'm going to play as him. Mm-hmm. You got to know how you're going to play, him. how you're going to set your cards up that you're going to use with them, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but I just really dig that co-op. It's way, it, it's a lot of fun, and it's a lot better than going into the regular multiplayer and getting your butt handed to you nonstop. So, um, I picked that up <coughs> one way. I picked up uh, Call of Duty. I also picked up The Man from Madon, which is kind of a um, yeah, I know. What you mean. That, that's uh, kind of the sequel to choose, uh, choose Your Own Adventure, pretty much yeah. is what I would liken it to. Um, what was that PS4 game? It's uh, Until Dark. I think was the yeah. name of it. That's the. It's kind of a quasi sequel to it. I've heard lots of good stuff about it. 
<laughs> picked that up and I picked up Red Dead Redemption 2 because I cannot not pick up a Rockstar game, you know, uh, and Brandon, not have it. Brandon picked it up the other day, too. Um, I come close to getting it just to try the multiplayer stuff, but I have not, so. Uh, sometimes I'll go back and play Grand Theft Auto Five. That game is still gorgeous looking, and it, yeah. it you know, it premiered on the 360 and PS3. Mm-hmm. It's still a gorgeous looking game. Um other than that, though, everything's good. Uh, I haven't picked up comics yet because the comic store was closed. Nothing came out really last week. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new Star Wars that's going to be starting after the Empire <coughs> Strikes Back. Yeah, I'm going to pick mine up on Friday and uh, hopefully get to read them. So uh, Nothing new else to report. I am still on... I, mean, I really want to get into the Switch. I just haven't made up my mind. I'm going to have to put this as a, um, as a poll. Should I get into the Switch? Should I get the Nintendo Switch Lite? Because, you know, I mean, I, I'll be on the go a lot here in the next couple months, so that'd be nice to just play some Mario or Zelda. I would, big I would, get, a, I would get a PS4 and Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that game's good. Uh, no, I mean, if I was going to, I'd get the Lite because my, my Switch, I never kept it docked or anything. Uh, I always kept it in handheld mode. Yeah. So, I mean, you might, but uh, that's what I got it for. Was like, for well, maybe know. we can put this put a poll on there, Jason, and just because you know I'm not on there, so just put a poll on there so it should play and come up with choices. I'll tell you what, you continue talking for just a second, and I will put the poll up as we speak. All right. I don't know what other selections to come up with for that. Um, what games are you looking at? Man, I definitely uh, will probably play all the Nintendo catalog. You know, the new Animal Crossing comes out this year. Love Animal Crossing. Um, probably will be yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's the one thing tomorrow. I do miss. We, and, you know, a good thing is um, that two ninety nine price point on this on the lot is hard to beat. Yeah. Sorry, Shelby. Shelby, what are you doing, girl? I don't know. She's just sitting here barking at random stuff. Anyways... Um, I don't know. I, let's see. You got that. I, I would go with a lot personally, but are you interested in doing docking stuff and docking it and playing on TV? Not really. I, mean, I guess that's. I guess that solves it then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on. So I am currently putting up this poll. Well, I said I was, but. My computer has decided to be crazy. So, people listening, if you haven't yet, go on to the Ramblings from Nowhere group page and vote for uh, Nintendo Switch. Or Nintendo or a Nintendo Switch lot. What should Clay get? <laughs> hmm. I we can do a, we can do a separate poll later about what game if I when I eventually do buy one, what games I want to get with it. Okay. Let's see. No more options. Okay, post it is posted and I am going to put it as an announcement at the top of the page. So that we can get it going, and there it is, uh, Clay. Right now, you have one vote for a switch lot. That's me. <laughs> that was quick, man. 
Jeez. We'll see what it's like at the end of the episode because for, I don't know what it is, but people love <laughs> when we put it polls up. People love answering polls. I guess because it's just you know you can just choose something and go. All right. So Clay, moving on. Go ahead. Uh, I had a couple trailers I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one is uh, Tenet because we did not get to talk about it during our Star Wars talk. I don't believe. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up real quick because that IMAX uh, preview was insane. It, man, it was phenomenal. I got to see it again on Christmas. Man. Have you watched the, the uh, Have God. you watched the regular um, preview yet? No. Uh, you need to go watch the regular one. I won't go into too much detail, um, but it's really good. There's some too. kind of weird time manipulation. It's a time. Right? That's what's happening. It's time manipulation, and I am excited. Of course, Nolan stuff usually gets me pretty excited anyway. So He's always come out with a movie at the beginning of the decades. Have you went back yeah. and looked at the movies that come out yeah. each decade at the beginning? They've always been phenomenal. So, I'm, I'm, Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, I will watch anything with Christopher Nolan. It, even though Interstellar was weird, sure, the science might not have worked out. But, yeah, it was still fun. It was good. Okay, quick update. Isaac just... Uh, Chimed in, says, ah, that's not what he says. I hit the wrong button. Uh, depends on if you want to use a home console or just want the portability. Ability. Yeah. Life doesn't have docking, or the light doesn't have docking capability. Right. So, I am going to It'd be reply. for me to be on the go because... As much as I loved hauling my Xbox for a week with me to my grandmother's and trying to play off my cell phone, which, I mean, I was playing some Battlefront. I think it was the one not none of you guys got on. I was like, still, I don't ever want to do this. Ever. So I think I just need something more handheld. So. I guess it's so just leaning towards we'll that. We'll see. That's where we're at right now, though. Uh, moving on, though. Uh, they dropped, I think, was it today? Maybe it was yesterday. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 trailer. Have you seen this, Clay? Did you watch the first Quiet Place? I didn't watch the first one. Um, I, I, really I, I really dug it, um, the first one. Uh, I don't know if I was as uh, over the top about it as some people were. Um, I thought it was a fun little uh, movie. Uh, I, I think John Krasinski did a really good job directing Uh this one looks to uh, be more of the same, which is a good thing. I really like Emily Blunt, so um, I'm pretty excited. It looks like you're going to get some backstory as well as a continuation of where it looks like it pretty much picks up right where the last one let up, left off. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I just want to bring it up. Clay, if I were you, I'd go check that out. I think it's on Netflix right now. Um, it's a really good movie, or I think it is. Um Again, I don't know if it'd be like in my top ten or anything like that, but uh, still a, a, a good movie, and I'm pretty excited for the next one. So we had those. Nope. Um, I did manage to pull together a little bit of news. Uh, nothing too serious because you know how it is right now. There's just not a lot happening. All uh, right. <coughs> the first one is kind of a sad bit. Um, Sid Mead, who is the artist behind Blade Runner. Uh, passed away today, I believe it was. He's the visual and con visual concept artist and cyberpunk pioneer, Sid Mead. He was 86. 
Uh, he was known for creating uh, Blade Runner, Aliens, Tron, and it says here countless other watershed sci-fi projects, including Johnny Five from Short Circuit. Johnny Five. Um, Isn't I, that the movie where they they cast a white dude to play an Indian? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen Short Circuit. Pretty sure. Probably. Anyways, go back. I just wanted to but just say something about that. I just wanted to bring <laughs> that up because, like you know, Blade Runner and Aliens Ugh, are just. Love it. I like Tron too. Uh, Tron, you know, it gets a lot of flack because it looks so rough now. But when you think about it, at the time in '82 when it came out, uh, that was some pretty cutting edge right. uh, uh, CGI type of stuff you had going on there, computer graphics. Uh, let's see. He also kept going as a concept artist from on everything from Star Trek, the motion picture, to Johnny Mnemonic and Strange oh, Days. Wow. Uh, recently, very sad day. He uh, most recently he worked on Elysium, Tomorrowland, and he did Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He designed the future Las Vegas. So I just wanted to do a little shout out because. Um, uh, you can look on here. This article is from IGN, and there's a lot of people posting on Twitter a lot of his uh, design concepts and stuff. Uh, it's just really neat, and you know, it's always sad when you see somebody like that go. So, just wanted to the fact that he had a hand in so many projects that really yeah. formed my life yeah. just just blows my it's mind. Pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, so you had that, and. Next up, uh, I, this movie's never going to go away. It's always just like you think it's dead and then it comes back. Uh, New Mutants director confirms release date and new trailer. Uh, I, the new trailer is coming January 6th. Yes. Um, I, it's been so long since I've seen the trailer. I remember when it was first, the first trailer come out, and I thought that it looked interesting. I thought it looked pretty neat. But uh, it's been so long since I've watched it that or seen it that I can't tell you one thing about it hardly. Uh, release is April third, twenty twenty, which is kind of surprising. So it's coming finally. I thought they may just dump this onto Disney Plus and just let it go because yep. you know we're talking the twentieth century Fox X Men universe. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that universe. So I yeah. mean, I can understand Disney's. Issue then with maybe releasing it. So, I mean, this could alter. I mean, this could affect their plans for what what they're wanting to do going forward with the X Men. It's got um, just as a refresher, Macy Williams from Game of Thrones. Uh, I believe she plays Ran. Uh, the witches, Anya Taylor Joy. Stranger Things is Charlie Heaton, Henry Zaga, Blue Hunt, and Alice Braga as the main characters. So, and uh, Chris Boone, I believe that's his name, who's Josh, I'm sorry, Josh Boone, who's the director, uh, explained his inspirations for a horror-themed X-Men film come from the Bill Sankowitz and Claire, Chris Claremont run on New Mutants, which was 18 through 31 and 35, issues 35 Demon through Bear. Yeah, that's the one that always comes to mind for me whenever I think of the Bill Sankowitz, uh, Chris Claremont run, is that Demon Bear saga. So, um... And he said Sankowitz was also quoted as saying there's a possibility of a trilogy of New Mutants films based on the story arc being covered. I don't know if that'll happen. So, 
Um, yeah, put it on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's put it on Disney Plus. I think they're just going to get this out there and be done, and then we're going to get that reboot that we've all been waiting for. Um, so, but I'm I'm interested to see what it's going to be like. I remember that preview being pretty, pretty, uh, pretty freaky for you know like an X Men universe type of thing. <coughs> so, got that, and then the last little bit. Uh, that I wanted to look at because you know stuff's starting to drop all the time. PS5 and Xbox Series X GPU and memory specs have leaked. Apparently, uh, we're going to talk some teraflops. Are you ready to talk teraflops? <laughs> sure. Because you know that's so that's what everybody wants to talk about. Is. That's what everybody wants to talk about when they talk about uh, these next gen consoles. Uh, it looks like the PS5 is going to have a 9.2 teraflop GPU uh, compared to the PS4, <coughs> which can which features a theoretical max of uh, 1.84 teraflops. So that's a pretty big bump up. Mm-hmm. PS5 will have a GDDR6 memory, which is identical to AMD's RX 5700 series, if you want to compare it to a PC gaming world type of thing. Uh, let's see. Overall, uh, Digital Foundry's report lays out these alleged unconfirmed PS5 GPU capabilities. 36 custom Navi com- compute units at 2,000 megahertz. Uh, the PS4 Pro uses 36. Uh, this is all just geek speak, like, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I mean... Sexy. They bumped it up, which we knew they were going to do. Uh, so they're, but it says that they're trying to. It looks like they're trying to keep theirs at around that three ninety nine launch point, whereas the uh, Xbox Series X uh, says it. They don't know for sure, but it says here. Uh, Digital Foundry describes the supposed Xbox Series X G- GPU as frankly ginormous with signs pointing to a possible target of 12 teraflops. Jeez. Whew. Uh, a cigarette. <coughs> probably both will have 16 gig of memory and a 1 terabyte SSD hard drive, so... There's a good chance that this is going to be about 499 I would or say... 49 possibly 559 I... I I would think that the, um, or excuse me, five forty nine. I'm getting my numbers mixed up. The PS five. Go ahead. I think with the Xbox, we already know that the Xbox is going to come out with two different versions. There is going to be well, your hardcore Xbox for your hardcore gamers. Everything's pointing. Yeah, they're going to, but at launch, it's just going to be the big one, the Series X one. And I think you're looking at. I didn't think it at first when we talked about that last time, Clay, but I think it's going to be four ninety nine. I don't think you can do five ninety nine, though, personally. I don't think I, I, I'm be interested in, in Sony if they can actually keep that at the three ninety nine price point. I mean, that was what yeah. the pl- price of the original PS four was. Yeah. Well, if you remember right, was it the PS three that come out at? Uh, did they have a five ninety nine one? I think it was five ninety nine. They had three different versions. Didn't yeah, they? and it killed the. You know, that's part of what killed the PS 3s uh, momentum. But anyway, <coughs> I, I, if Xbox goes up into that five ninety nine price point, I just 
I won't be able to get one at five ninety nine right now. I don't think I'll say that, and I'll get one. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I think Sony's going to try their best to keep theirs at four ninety nine. So I don't know. We'll see, or not four ninety nine. I'm sorry, three ninety nine. But we'll see. Well, I just don't think Xbox can drop the ball, obviously, this time around. I mean, they dropped the ball with the announcement of the Xbox One X, or excuse me, the Xbox One. That was an embarrassment. You know, yeah. trying to bundle the Connect and all this dumb shit in there. Okay. And they got their just desserts from it. I mean, was it Matrick, right? Don Matrick, I think it was yeah. the guy that was yeah. trying to push all that stuff. So, But, yeah, they, they've got to be able to... Come out the gate swinging against Sony, and of course Sony's going to have these games already developed, ready to go probably for the PS5. Yeah. Well, but I think the Xbox can lean on Game Pass right now until they're in Game Pass. Xbox. Is if, you get, if you if you look at services, uh, you'd be crazy not to go with Xbox. Just you know I Game agree. Pass and stuff like that. Um, I mean that's the best deal going. And the fact that you'll have everything backwards compatible day one. Right. Everything yep. will be for the Xbox. I mean, that's that's incredible. So it's never I happened think, before. I think that uh, Sony's going to be backwards with three and four. I'm pretty sure. I don't oh, think. Uh, yeah, I don't think there will be a two. I don't think they will be, you know, PlayStation and PlayStation Two. But anyway, so uh, real quick, Clay, update on the uh, on the purchase, the Nintendo Switch or Switch Lite purchase. Uh, Ryan Burchett um, chimed in and said it's worth the extra money or for the regular switch to to be play it to play it on the television. It's still one hundred percent portable. So it's worth the extra money to buy a regular switch because it's still one hundred percent portable. And but, I trust Ryan because Ryan is also, you know, used to be, yes. uh, you know, work at Game Crazy. I trust him for that. I mean, yes. I've known Ryan for a long time. Ryan's also used to be a bouncer, and he's got a really cool scar. A wrestler. You know, showing that. Yeah, he's a wrestler. I trust yes. him because he's also a wrestler. It's like how you trust a priest. Exactly. I trust Ryan. Priest, wrestlers, so. you know, I mean, they're, you know, All the same. A, they're interchangeable, really. But Doctors. So we're, but right now we're tied up uh, one for the Switch lot and one for the Switch. Only thing I'm saying is, if you can save a little money and you're not going to use it in dock mode, go with the Switch Lite. But anyway, so Clay, that Moving leads on. us into the next part. Um, so I texted you yesterday and told you <coughs> that for some reason, instead of watching The Witcher or you. I stumbled across Doom Annihilation, and so I was like, a "Sequel? I, no, it's a whole new Doom." What? So, what did this come out? I I decided I was going to watch it. It just come out. Okay. I knew they were making it, but I and I knew it was coming to Netflix, but I didn't realize it was out now. Uh, Universal is the is the. Well, Universal yeah. Universal produced, produced too, right? it, yeah, and it is uh, god awful. Who's in it? Uh, nobody that I can name right off the top of my head. Tony uh, Todd's not in it. No, no, it has no. absolutely nothing to do with the last new movie. The Rock's Scott not mentioned. It? Nope. No Rock. No Carl Urban. Nobody. Makes me sad. 
but it is a bad movie, which got me thinking. Should we have to put up with these terrible video game adaptions, which we've been putting up with for a long time now? Uh, real quick, let me tell you this. <coughs> Golly. Uh, Doom Annihilation uh, is... Get that off my screen. Follows a group of UAC Marines as they respond to a distress call from a top-secret scientific base on Phobos, a Martian moon, only to discover it's been overrun by demons who threaten to create hell on Earth. Fun. It is directed <laughs> by Tony Giglio, and it was written by him. It stars Amy Mason, Dominic Mafam, and Luke Allen Gale, if that tells oh. you anything. And it is a bad movie. A bad video game adaption. It's got How was the CGI? So it's got three and a half out of ten stars on IMDb. Uh, the CGI is pretty terrible. <coughs> the demons are pretty terrible. Um, it's just a bad movie. So that made me think. Has there been a good video game adoption? And adaption or adoption? Adaption. Sorry, my head, dude. I'm telling you, this cold, this cold is the. Sure. We could adopt one and maybe save it, but I don't know. Uh, video game adaption. Let's adopt Doom. Have you? Is there a good one? Not that I can think of. So, that being said, I'm going to run down a quick list. We're not going to talk about them. We're just. Going, I'm just going to run through it. Well, if you want to stop and talk about one. We can. Perhaps but you can. This sure. is. I'm going to give you some, and then you just let me know what you think. And we'll go from there. So, I'm going to start from what I believe is considered the first video game adaption. Now, I know there's the wizard and stuff, but it doesn't really count. You know what I'm saying? Uh, are you ready? Here we go. Mario Brothers from 1993. Oh, God. Starring Bob Hoskins and a young John Leguizamo. And uh, Dennis Hopper as Bowser. What a turd of a movie. That's my what a disappointment. That's my take on it. <laughs> what a disappointment. That's my first, uh, I guess, taste He's, of disappointment yeah. as a kid. Really, I would have been a. When it comes to movies, I'd have been a sophomore in high school, and by then I was playing. I'd been playing games, you know, for as long as I can remember since uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. And you finally get <coughs> a video game adaptation, and this is what you get. Terrible. Ugh. But Gross. so you had that one, but you know it gets better because after that, you know what we got nineteen ninety four. Double Dragon. <laughs> you didn't think it could get worse, but it does. So, uh, Super Mario Brothers, by the way, made $20 million at the box office. Double Dragon made $2.3 million. Jesus. Man, this movie's bad. There's not even, I'm just going to go on from there. Because then from there, you get one of my all-time favorite terrible ones. Uh, also, 94. Oh, I guess 94 was the year of the fighting game adaption. Uh, Street Fighter, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
What, were the, what the hell was Raul Julia thinking about <laughs> making uh, that he's getting paid? You know, he was like he's a he was a professional actor though. Yeah. So it it, it was a budget of thirty five million. It made ninety nine point four million. So it made money somehow. I mean, it was bad though. I, I watched the video game they made the video game of Dash. <coughs> oh Dash. man, yeah. God. It was like the digitized graphics and stuff. Um, yep. Taking the hand from Mortal Kombat. It was. Uh, it's. I watched it at the movie theater, and that's one of the few that we've ever come close to walking out of. <laughs> Remember them all like taking the time to pose at the end of that yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch that again sometime. You know, it's been a long Dude, time since man. I've seen that. Uh, so, speaking of which, you brought it up, uh, 95 was Mortal Kombat. Mortal uh, Kombat, man, that was a that fun was a movie. That was a fun movie, and it's still, I mean, the CGI does not hold up, but, like, I can still sit down and watch this movie and have a good time with it. Uh, Goro looks like a, a giant piece of turd, uh, like a turd with arms <laughs> stuck on it. You know what Your I'm saying? obsession with poop is just killing me today. I can't help it. It's My head's full of it, so, you know. <laughs> Uh, but like Johnny Cage was good. They the they say the highlight here was the Johnny Cage versus Goro fight, and it oh, was yeah. pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, following that, they have uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation in '97. What a letdown after the first one. It was a gosh, it was a bad movie. Yeah. I really yeah. Don't, I don't have nothing to say it, about it other than that it was just bad. I agree. It was just not good at all. Uh, and then I'd forgotten about this one. In 99, you had starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Matthew Lillard. You'd think it'd be Scream. Or, not Scream. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Scream had Lillard in it. And uh, what you, I know what you did last summer had Freddie Prince. That's right. I'm sorry. Uh, I went off on a little tangent there. Uh, Wing Commander. <laughs> Did you ever watch Wing Commander? Man, it was a bad movie. I never did, I, nor did I ever play the games. They were just uh, on the PC, right? PC, I never did play it. I never was a PC player at the time. So, uh, But, yeah, Wing Commander, it was a terrible movie. Uh, you know, Wing Commander's always famous for having Mark Hamill in it. I'm not sure yep. if he was in the movie or not. I thought he voiced an alien. I'm not sure. I was looking to see, and it doesn't say. Um <coughs> uh, in 2001, we had the first Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Um, we were working at the movie theater by then. I don't think it was bad, but it just no. there's so much you can do with that. It and made it it made 274 million off a 115 million budget, so it did Jeez. good. Damn. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time. I forgot that Daniel Craig was in it. Huh. What? Yeah, but uh, of course. Angelina Jolie was hot at the time, so, you know, her name alone probably helped uh, quite a bit. Uh, but I don't think it was that bad. Now, the next one was uh, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, also in 2001. Uh, I never watched that. At the time, I really wasn't big into Final <clears throat> Fantasy stuff. You know, I know 7 had come out. Everybody loved it. Um, I do know it was a disaster, though. Yeah. I know that they had put the money up themselves for that, but it just ended up being a big, huge flop. Which yeah, it budget sucks. it was a budget budgeted one hundred thirty seven million, and it made eighty five million at the box office. Wow! Uh, it had Alec Baldwin, Steve Buscemi, Big Rames, and Donald Sutherland, Keith David. Keith David should be in all, like oh, yeah. cartoons and stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
His Arbiter is probably the best thing about Halo. Halo 2, I guess. Well, you don't forget Ass to Ass and Rec Room for a Dream. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, here we go. One of our favorites, uh, Resident Evil 2, or Resident Evil from 2002. Okay, so this is where I kind of draw the line. That the Resident Evil series, the first one, is fun for how campy it is. Yes, I, I don't think it just doesn't take itself seriously at all. The first one, the first one was probably the most serious of the bunch. Uh, I still, I haven't seen it in a long it helps time. Mila Jovovich though yeah. is is kick ass in yeah. anything she's in. Uh, its budget was a thirty-three million, and it made a hundred and two. So, nice. uh, and you know, we've talked about how we have watched all of these and so on and so forth. Uh, I still, for some reason, go back and watch them from time to time. Uh, now, here's where things start really going downhill. Two thousand and three, directed by the you know great Uwe Boll. House of the Dead. Oh, God. You remember when we rented this and watched it, and it was just... Didn't they intercut, like, moments of the the, the game into yes, that? Yes, Like, in a montage yeah. or something? Uh-huh. Ugh. It's just terrible. I mean, there was nothing good about that movie at all. There's nothing good about you bold to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about him more. Uh, 2000... Never, no, actually, we won't. <laughs> we just not 2003, won't. we had the Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life sequel. Um, 95 million budget, 156 million at the box office. Uh, I don't know if I ever watched the second one. Oh, I didn't. Definitely so didn't. I don't think I did either. Uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse in 2004. Uh, uh, that's the one where they bring in Nemesis. Yeah, the second one is and stars. stars. <laughs> uh, okay, Doom. From 2005, uh, The Rock and Carl Urban. I mean, that's when they was trying to push that first-person shooter uh, view. And they literally did that in the Doom, yeah. movie, in the Doom movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. instances where it was like first-person. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What are you doing? It, budget of $60 million and it made $55.9 million. It was a bad movie. Uh, nothing. If The Rock was in it now, if the movie came out now with how famous The Rock is, I still think it'd be a bad movie. I mean, a bad movie's a bad movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just not good. And that's and I yeah. like Car- and I like Carl Urban too. I think Carl Ur- Urban's a really good actor. Oh. And you know, so the second Uwe Bowl flick on here, Blood Rain from 2005, terrible. Uh, the Didn't they have sex between the jail cells in that one? Uh, something like that. I don't know if I ever watched that one. It's bad. Uh, DOA, Dead or Alive in 2006. I watched a little bit of that. I that never did see it. Laughable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, uh, on the highlight part in this one, they say, not since the days of Top Gun has a volleyball scene been so key to the enjoyment of a film. It's a fun way to play into the franchise's strange volleyball-obsessed history. <laughs> well, they're obsessed with titties and bouncing <coughs> with boobs. I mean, that's pretty much... <sighs> that's where they're They literally made a at, volleyball yeah. game about it. Well, that's the fighting game's the same thing, too, when you think yeah. about it. You know. uh, 2007 was the uh, Hitman movie with Timothy Oliphante. Timothy Oliphante. Oliphant. Oliphant. I was like, why are you asking I don't word? know. Dude. Man, I'm telling you. 
but I never did watch it either. Uh, I think Brandon liked it because he liked the Hitman series. Uh, the third Uwe Bowl one on here, Postal from 2007. Uh, it's a terrible movie, too. Not even worth talking about. Uh, 2007 Resident Evil Extinction. So many Resident Evil movies. Uh, 2008 was Max Payne. None of these are good, by the way. I'm just going to read these. If there's one that's good, let me know. How about that? Uh, <laughs> Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li came out in 2009. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time in 2010. Uh, Resident Evil Afterlife in 2010. That's that one, Clay, that we watched at the theater and had no idea what was going on for half the movie. <laughs> Remember? Had no clue what was happening. No, maybe that was Retribution. No, it was... See, there's been so many of them, man, we, that we don't know. I think it was Afterlife. Afterlife was 2010. Retribution was 2012. Uh, Angry Birds movie in 2016. Assassin's Creed in 2016. And then from there, we got a, just a few more, I think. Uh, Resident Evil, the final chapter in 2017. The two I'll say this. I started watching... <coughs> get to it. Go ahead and please finish out, because I think you're going to get to it. Yeah, I'm almost to the end right now. Uh, Tomb Raider, the reboot. Uh, Rampage in 2018. That was a bad movie. Uh, Detective Peach, Pikachu in 2019. There we go. So I, it's on HBO right now, yeah. and I started watching. I've probably watched maybe fun movie. half the movie. That's actually a good movie. Yeah, I like how they were able to mix the Pokemon in the real world. My, I loved it. Uh, my daughter likes Pikachu, and so we sit down to watch it. It was it didn't really keep her attention, but uh, it was a pretty fun little movie. We watched about half of it, I think, before she got bored with it. We just went ahead and turned it off. So, there you go. We run down just, and that still wasn't all of them. There was more in there that were like I didn't even so, yeah, include. I, mean, I didn't even talk about the the uh, Need for Speed movie with uh, what's his name from Aaron Johnson. Uh, thank you. Or, no, it's not Aaron Johnson. Um, shoot, Aaron Paul. Yes, Aaron Paul. I, I don't. I, don't I didn't know mention that. the Silent Hill movies. I mean, but like they just there's not good. I don't know what it, what's so hard about making a video game adaption. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can get a comic book adaption that's uh, pretty amazing for the most part, at least on the Marvel side. The DC side, we're getting there, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <coughs> I mean, they're just bad movies. Uh, I mean, because they, well, I mean, it's not like it's, it's any of the video game makers themselves having a hand in the movie. They just sell the rights to it, and somebody writes like, like you know, shitty adaptation, and there we go. Like the Uncharted movie that's been, like, in now development hell forever. Hell. Well, did you yep. see where they dropped, They lost their director again? Mm-hmm. You know, you pick up Tom Holland to be Nathan Drake, which I still think that Nathan Fillon is the perfect Nathan Drake, but, you know, whatever. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, Sonic Hedgehog, you had all that stuff, which that original look that they gave Sonic the Hedgehog was like just absolute garbage. Hey, hey people complain and they listen. Though. I'm it's proud great. of Sega for doing that, for going back and pulling that, and actually. Did Sega have anything to do with that? <coughs> yes. Okay. It's Sega and Paramount Pictures. It actually comes out in February on <laughs> Valentine's Day. 
I wonder if my wife oh. will go watch that with me. Hey, honey, let's go watch a new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> hey, babe. But, like, I, I mean, I give the... The only ones I give a real break on here are the Resident Evil ones. And they're just... I don't know what it is that makes me like them. I don't know if it's because I... Because the Resident Evil, the video game story itself is, like, so nuts anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, like, you know... I, I think this out, out I think does be better as a TV show. Yeah, I think, I, I think it'd be neat if you could get something like that, go season to season, and then ad- adopt some of that stuff. But adapt. I just keep. I just want to adopt. I guess I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't understand why it's so hard to just take an idea and make it into something. I wish uh, in Showtime doing the Halo. Yes, they are. I'm really excited about that. So I'm trying it. to remember who's on that. I really wish that Neil Blomkamp is it mm-hmm. had stayed with that because you remember that little sizzle trailer he did back in the day. <sighs> so sexy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But uh, I just wanted to. That's what I want to talk about, especially after watching that latest Doom. And I, I don't know why I put myself through watching some of these video game adaptions because I, you know, you sit down and you're like adoptions. I know this is going to be terrible. I know it is. And I knew it when I sat down to watch it. I was like, I could watch The Witcher, which is a video game adaption and a book, but you know what I'm saying, which I know for a fact most people enjoy, but instead what do I do? I sit down and have to watch freaking Doom Annihilation saying to myself, this is going to be terrible. And I did it for you all! <coughs> 15 minutes in, when they first, the first time they turned the portal on, uh, between Phobos and Earth, and you know that's where you go. Once you go through the portal, of course, then you end up in hell. You know, I'm saying, you know how it is. And you should have seen the portal when it when they turned it on. It looks like Waffle House bathroom. No, I, I'm just saying the CGI for the portal itself. You should just watch long enough just to see that. And as soon as that happened, is that's when I should have turned it off. Like they have callouts, like. When the Marines get there and get onto the base, they start finding dead people. And it's like, oh, here's John Carmack. Here's uh, Lieutenant Blaskowitz. That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have all these. De- but they never did call out John Romero. So I don't know. But anyway, that's that's that. Anything else you want to say about Terrible? Uh, how sad you were about Mario Brothers or anything? Nah, man. I don't even want to talk about it no more because that still hurts my feelings about Mario Brothers. It's hard being a video game player and a fan of all this stuff and, you know, never getting a good movie or something. Can you think of, honestly, just real quick, a honest-to-goodness good video game adaption? No. Like, I I would say that some video games are just kind of crazy ridiculous. Like, there's... (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's kind of hard to adapt it. I, think, I, I don't know how you can mess up Assassin's Creed. <coughs> they did. I think the closest thing when I look at this list, honestly, is Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, I think that's the closest thing. Uh, the rest of them, like I said, I've talked about the Resident Evil stuff enough, but uh, uh, I don't know. Because some people seem to like that Tomb Raider, that new Tomb Raider that come out a couple years years ago. And they are making a sequel to that, too. So, I don't know. Maybe it was good. But, 
with that, Clay, let's move into some emails because I have a stack of emails here that have been sitting on the back burner while we've been gone. I have not looked at these. This is the first time I'm reading them. Hold on. I just got a update on Facebook. Let's see what it is. Breaking news, and it has nothing to do with us. So cancel that. It was for something else completely. It was for deodorant. Uh, let's see if anybody else has voted, just while I'm looking real quick. Oh, you have two votes for the Nintendo Switch. Josh Powell. Josh doesn't even own one. <sighs> Josh, we'll have a talk with him tonight. But you have two <laughs> votes for a Switch yeah. and one vote for a Switch slot. <laughs> That's where we're at. On the emails, Jason, because emails. I think my headset's on low. So oh, no. Uh, well, we haven't been together in a while. We're just, you know, talking. Okay. Reunited. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Here we go. First one. Now, this is from December 16th, Clay. And it says uh, that it's from Josh Powell. And the subject is Episode 9 Week. It says, Gentlemen. Now that the nine-movie Skywalker saga is wrapping up this week, where would you like to see Star Wars movies go now? Also, hopefully you guys will be okay now that The Watchmen has ended their se- has had their season finale. Finally, what is one Christmas present that you received growing up that was super memorable? Um, okay, Clay, where do you think we're going with Star Wars movies from here? I don't know. It depends on what, what Feige, what he's going to do, and what this Ryan, uh, the Ryan Johnson, uh, Ryan stuff. Johnson trilogy. I hope that they let him run with that. I really do. Um, I realize that I think we're I, I think we're in the minority on the liking. You like the Last Jedi, didn't you? I like it, but like I said, it is the bastard son of the trilogy. It made the whole the whole trilogy, my whole qualm with it, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I, but, but I'm just saying. I mean, I like the Last Jedi. I like what he was trying to say and do in there. Um, I hope that they let him go ahead and do whatever he was wanting to do. But you know, at this point, who knows? Um, right. I, but I, you know what? I really think is going to happen. The way the met. <laughs> Excuse me. The way the Mandalorian has exploded, um, I won't be surprised if you see John Favreau take the reins and lead us somewhere from here. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. You know, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I would like to see Takia Watiti do one. I think he would yeah. be uh, be great. Um, I really, you didn't like it as much, but I really like the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Or wait a minute, is that right? Did I get that all backwards? That episode. Yeah, I liked her episode. As well, it's so. not. To, it's not a knock on the director. No, I know. I know. It was just a. It was a change stuff. of pace and blah blah. I'm with you. So there's that. That's what I hope we see. Um, are you going to be okay now that the Watchmen's over? Yes, I'm pleased with how it ended. Yeah. Uh, and finally, <laughs> sure. What is the one Christmas present you received growing up that was super memorable? That was Nintendo 64. Only because I'd open up everything. And right. did not. I was so disappointed because I didn't have Nintendo 64. And my mom almost pulled that, you know, crap from the Christmas story where, you know, he wants that damn gun. Yeah. yeah. And he's disappointed. And there's there one hiding over there. That's what happened with my Nintendo 64. I almost acted like that kid that if you look at the Nintendo 64 kid, I almost acted like that. Screaming Nintendo my, 64. Mine was 
the same, really. Uh, but it was with a Nintendo Wii. My wife hid it from me. It didn't tell me. And, you know, you remember when the Wii's come out and everybody was like, you know, they would, it would, they would like go nuts and people would be calling each other, hey, they've got Nintendo Wii's wherever and so on and so forth. Yeah. <coughs> and so they got me one and didn't tell me and then they hid it from me until the very end. They're like, oh, look, here's another present. I wonder what it is. <laughs> and of course, you know, I, they tried to pull one on me, but I was, uh, uh, I was on to him, and it didn't. I, I acted surprised, <laughs> I but I was like, I was like, I knew that's what it was going to be. So, but there we go. That's one. Uh, next up, we got one from Mister uh, Brandon Brandon Bradley, and its uh, subject is WW84. He says, "Yo, bros, I'm pretty sure all your questions this week were about Star Wars, so I wanted to change it up with a Wonder Woman 84 question." The trailer was amazing, and the Blue Monday play, and with Blue Monday playing in the background, what other great '80s bands are you hoping for on the soundtrack? And he also wants to know which we prefer, KFC or Chick Fil A. Uh, I'll go ahead and answer that, Chick Fil A for me. Have you have you got a preference, Clay? I don't know. I worked at KFC when I was like a junior in high school, and then when every time I go to Chick Fil A, it's like it's like an hour away. Has yeah, it's thrown out yeah. the window because everyone does their own thing in that drive-through. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope on the soundtrack. I hope for some Tears for Fears, maybe some uh, Talking Heads. Uh, your rhythmics, really. Uh, your rhythmics. Yeah. Uh, Madonna, eighties Madonna is always good. Uh, Duran Duran, uh, George Michael, Wham. I mean, that just, trailer, by the way, yeah, I still can't it's get still over. really it's so good, good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. really pumped up for that. <coughs> I really want to see what they do with uh, Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. You yeah. know, we really haven't seen nothing yet from that one. So, uh, thank you, Brandon. That was a good one. Uh, next up, we have a Star Wars uh, question from or email from Glenn. Uh, he says some people on the internet are trying to claim that Ray being a Palpatine was the plan all along from Episode 7. I like to call them apologists or revisionists, regardless. Yes. I disagree and feel that that the and feel that particular storyline was a reaction to the backlash from Episode 8. The evidence they point to, however, is that in Episode 7 and in Episode 8, she used the same lightsaber fighting style as Palpatine did in Episode 3. What do you guys think? Do you buy this? I do not believe I have heard it from an official source. So uh, let me go back. I I do think that yeah, it was all <coughs> revisionist. That's I wasn't following along as I should have, I guess. But uh, yeah, the whole Palpatine thing was definitely a response to the Last Jedi. Yeah, uh, there was no hints to it. I mean, no, no, there's no, no hints at all. And about her lightsaber style, I almost thought her lightsaber style was almost similar to Kylo's. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah. They have a very similar fighting style. And I don't know if a lot of that's when, you know, in The Force Awakens when he's trying to break her mind that first time. And then, you know, somehow she's can start using Force abilities right off the fly. I don't know if some, some of the Kylo's stuff rubbed off on her, if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I, the whole Palpatine thing—that's—it don't irk, it doesn't irk me. But that's—that's that's it doesn't is. bother I, me. I, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. But the thing is, don't sit here and try to say like this has been planned the entire time. There, there was, it was. We said it on that episode. There was no rhyme or reason 
they just he did seven. Then Ryan Johnson come. He did eight, and then they just reacted. Each movie's a reaction. You know what I'm saying? There was there, it's obvious they did not have no overall or overarching story that they were trying to tell. They were they were honestly just going movie to movie, which blows my mind. It really does. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah. fine. You want to give the director room to tell his story. But just like in, you know, in Marvel, in the Marvel universe, you get these movies and they tell a story within this overarching story and it makes sense. Whereas in these, it, it just it just doesn't, this, it just doesn't make sense. A lot of the choices they made, you know. But anyway, we've right. talked, we've talked that today. We've talked enough. About that, so. Uh <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, we have uh, another one from Glenn, and this is called The Goonies Maneuver. Uh, I am a member of a couple of Star Wars groups on Facebook. Listen to a couple of Star Wars podcasts, which this one's becoming. You know, we've gone from an X-Men podcast to a Star Wars in the last few months. Uh, yes. A couple of other geek podcasts and this, the best podcast. Thank you, Glenn. What I mean by this is I have consumed a lot, both positive and negative, about the rise of Skywalker. I have heard quite a bit about about callbacks to Indiana Jones. What I have not heard or read, however, is discussion of what I like to call the Goonies maneuver. When Ray looks through the relic in the, on the, at the ruins of the Death Star, too, she finds that the Wayfinder is on the ruins. It is clearly a callback to the kids in Goonies finding the entrance to the tunnels at the old restaurant in Goonies. Clearly, the method is not likely to work in either situation, but it does. Thoughts? Okay, Clay. I did not bring this up in the uh, Skywalker episode, but and this is the honest truth. When they when she held that up, I looked at Jesse and said, "That's the Goonies." That's the first thing I thought when I saw that. <laughs> But, I did uh, not think about that. I did. Now, I, now it, I am. It, it makes total sense. I, I I wish I had brought it up now because I know nobody will believe me. But I, I swear, when <laughs> as soon as she lifted that up, I looked at Jesse and I said, "Dude, it's the Goonies right now," and he just laughed. Jesse can back me up. Jesse, if you're listening, post on the group page that I told you that, but don't tell them that Please. I told you to tell them that because you know what I'm saying. But. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought too, and there was uh, it. W- it was pretty funny. So, but I see where he was coming from with that one. Any other thoughts on that one? No, I, I just never thought about that. I appreciate you bringing that up. I was um, I'm sure. It's uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, but it was yeah. when you. I, I would like to put them together and watch that. It's pretty fun. Uh, and lastly, we have one from Josh. It says, "Happy New Year." Uh, what was your favorite movie in 2019? What movie or new TV series are you most excited about in 2020? And side notes, Back to the Future 2 is still better than 3. Uh, hold off on the movie one for 2019, Clay. <coughs> um, what movie or TV series are you most excited about in 2020? Uh, that's a tough call. Uh, Westworld, season 3. Yep. You got and that? Dune. Definitely Dune. Um... For me, it's Dune For and then me, it's Westworld. I, trying to think. Uh, Black Widow looks good. Uh, TV series, I I don't know if there's anything that I'm just like overly excited about because I know I won't get a new 
uh, season of Stranger Things this year. Uh, probably The Mandalorian, you know, uh, would be the one for this year. And Westworld. Uh, Movie-wise, uh, probably Wonder Woman. Although that tenant has really got me excited. Yeah. Um, that Ghostbusters looks good. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. I think I, I think right now though it would probably be, probably be Wonder Woman be the most excited movie wise. Uh, and as for Back to the Future two or three, uh, Josh, you're stupid. I'm sorry. Blasphemer. Yeah. Blasphemy. Um, three is a much. I, here's my thing. I would like to like two, but the movie's just not good. That's not. that's my problem. It's not. You I can edit you know, the entire thing out. You can literally I just can, have the transition from one to three. I can sit here and jokingly say that ZZ Top is in three, and that's what makes it better. But it's not what makes it better. What makes it better is that it is just a better movie than two, in my opinion. I think two is a bad movie, and that's just you know that's. My opinion on that one. I just well, I think the Back to Future Part Three would be even better if Josh would just die with his shit. <laughs> so, just kidding. I mean, like um, even even I I went to the theater and watched it when it came out, uh, Back to the Future Two. I didn't like it as a kid. I just mm. the, the the movie just for me is not that good of a movie. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard it's hard to come off. Uh, a pretty much perfect movie like Back to the Future, you know what I'm saying, and follow that up. But I just, I just don't think it's a good movie. That's my entire argument. Which I mean, you can blow holes into it if you want to, but there, that's that's my whole reasoning. I just don't like it at all. It's I don't think there's anything good about that movie. I can't think of anything. I think it's stupid. Yeah, there's nothing good about Josh either. Just terrible, <laughs> terrible human being. <laughs> Listen, Probably loves Hitler. He may yeah, be. You know. He may be your co-host at some point during my in the next few months. So be nice. <laughs> oh my God, I can't just do it by myself. <laughs> yeah. A romantic evening, evening with Clay Dotson. Hey, how you doing? It's just you cussing. The, uh, it's just Dutton. you cu- cussing nonstop. <laughs> You're just like, I just want to get this out in the open now because he isn't here. <laughs> you just yeah. start. But yeah. uh, uh, that's it for emails, Clay. Uh, we had some good wow, ones. Thanks quick. everybody for emailing us. Um, as always, don't forget you can email us at rfn.podcast1. Wait a minute. I just said that one. You can email us at rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com. I guess I didn't say that wrong. Uh, but um, with that, Clay, uh, recommendations of the week kind of got sidetracked. Uh, we had done our top five games of 2019. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and try to blow out these last two right now. Um, top shows of 2019 and top movies. Uh, what are your top five shows from 2019? I don't really have a, a top five. Well, just your uh, five favorites. You don't have to rank them if you don't want to. Uh, well, right now, I mean, Succession to me has been, on HBO, has mm-hmm. been the worthy successor to the Game of Thrones and their ratings. Stories, uh, the story has been really good in the second season. It's been my favorite. Watchmen, of course. Um, I you know I can't I, dude I really just can't think of any other shows right Mandalorian. now. I mean, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Mandalorian, Watchmen. 
I, I mean, pretty much I've watched all this stuff on HBO. Uh, mm-hmm. Dark Materials. What about... I um, need to um, finish it, but hold on. it's been... What's the one... Uh, all of a sudden, I've had a brain fart. Uh, Danny McBride. Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Righteous Gemstones. Yes, thank you. There you go. Uh, as you can tell, I did not write down these top That's five, fine. so I'm all over the place. Movies uh, Endgame came out this year, or last yes, year, right? this year. Of course, yeah, that's my number one. Year. Yeah. God, last year. <laughs> uh, of course, Star Wars. Um, I loved Midsummer. Um, Still haven't watched it. Great horror movie. I need to watch Love it. it. Um... That's stuff I watched. Oh, yeah. Knives Out. I've not watched a lot of movies this year. Like, I need to watch Knives I still haven't got to watch Knives Out. But that's finally really relaxed okay. right now. That's so. fine. All right. Here's mine. And we'll start with shows. Uh, ranking from worst to favorite. Yeah. At number five, I had The Boys. Um, a really good adaption of the... Uh, Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson uh, comic. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, number four was The Watchmen. Um, it could have been higher, but I just thought about these other ones, and um, it's just where it fell. But I still love that show. I went and you see your top five, so you know, whatever. Uh, right. Number three, uh, Stranger Things season three. Uh, I love this season. I know a lot of people was kind of uh, turned them off. I know it did you. Um, it's one of the few that as soon as I finished watching it, I turned around and watched the whole season again. Uh, number two is The Mandalorian. And number one was Chernobyl. I oh, love yeah. Chernobyl. Chernobyl was really good. Man, I'm telling you, there's not been a TV show that kept me on the edge of my seat, even though I knew what was coming the way that movie did, or that show did. Uh, it's so good. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I didn't think at the beginning of the year, I wanted to watch this because I'm a history buff, but I didn't think that it would end up being as good or at the top of my list, but it is. It's great. Uh, movies, uh, number five, I had a tie. Uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, and Alita Battle Angel. Um, Alita. You didn't think Endgame was even like number one? Uh, this is number five. This is the oh, number one. five. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Star Wars. I didn't think it would be this low, but the more I've thought about it, um, the more issues I have with it. I need to watch it again. Like I said, <coughs> um, Alita uh, was way better than I ever thought it was going to be, and uh, I had been waiting on this movie. You know, it had been in development hell for a long time. Uh, Cameron's been trying to make it for years and years and years, and when it when I finally got to see it, it was way better than I thought it would be. Uh, number four is Dolomite is my name, uh, Eddie Murphy's comeback movie, and it is the Eddie Murphy that I grew with, grew up with and loved, and it is hilarious. Uh, number three was Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, I for I was sitting here trying to think, go through this list and. The ending of that is just, uh, there's very few movies at the end, especially the Marvel stuff on their stingers that is jaw droppers for me, but both of the 
<coughs> Both the stingers at the end of that were jaw droppers, and the movie's fun and just really good. I just really enjoy Tom Holland's Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? What was the, at the end of the Spider Man? I don't. Think uh, seen okay, Spider Man. The first one was the return of uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, sorry, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then of course the second one is he gets outed. As right. Okay. Peter Parker. Um, uh, number two, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I watched it again the other night. Um, I forgot th- I watched that. Yeah, that's one this, of my tops, too. This is, that's the ticket. This is probably, a lot of this just is biased because I love Quentin Tarantino movies, and I give him a lot of leeway. Um, I mean, I like Death Proof, if that tells you anything. Um, but this was a really good movie. Um, uh, it's not his best, but um, it's probably his third best for me behind... Pulp Fiction and then Kill Bill's Volume 1 is 2 is I can see them as 1 but anyway the movie's great um, it's my favorite uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio movies both of their movies um, I, I went and watched it and the extras have a lot of uh, when I rewatched them the extras have a lot of the Rick Dalton uh, Bounty Law stuff in it it's so good and then of course number 1 is Avengers Endgame with a bullet, I mean, that's, you know, ten, as I've said it a hundred times, that's ten years of story that pays off in all the right ways. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can sit there and you can complain about the time travel stuff and everything, but um, for me, they knocked it out of the park. Um, it's probably the most I've cried in a movie that I can remember. Um it's just really good. So there you go. That's mine. That took a bit longer than I thought I thought it would. I'm sorry. Uh, <coughs> so that's it for this week, Clay. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Hi, man. I'm good. Um, just real quick, let me check our poll one last time. This supposed... Powerhouse Alienware that I bought is a piece of junk. I'm gonna have to do something. Newsflash 2020. Uh, okay, you've got three votes for the switch and one vote for the light. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know if people just like the docking function. Maybe is what it like is. It. Maybe that's what it is too. They may not like me. It's true. Uh, but that's where we're at right now, Clay. We'll check back with that. Um. See what everybody see what our final count is. Uh, with and with that, uh, you can find us on, on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, search for Ramblings from Nowhere on Facebook and join us and uh, have a good time with these polls and stuff that we're having right now. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram it's RFN underscore podcast also don't forget to send in those emails with any questions or comments to rfn.podcast1 at gmail.com uh, Clay where can everybody find you on social media uh, on twitter at uh, sweet jj the number one and the letter s sweet jj1s uh, you can find me on twitter as well at jason 76z and with that Clay we are out. Bye-bye.